0: Good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, January 12th, 2024. I hope everybody's remembering to write that on everything 2024 here from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association. Um, And it's starting to get cold. It's not too bad yet, but uh, the temperature is already starting to drop here a little bit and it's wet outside. So it's going to be pretty dangerous here in a little bit. A few housekeeping things for you out there. Remember, Monday is Martin Luther King Day. That means state and federal offices. Most of them will be closed, as will our office here in Jefferson City. And as always, if it's an emergency and you need to get a hold of me, tell the answering service to page me and they will do that. As a matter of fact, depending on how bad things get this afternoon, uh, the post A man was just in here and he said the roads are starting to already get pretty bad. We might even shut down a little early today and let the the staff go home before it gets really, really bad. So, again, always call, leave a message. We'll get back to you. And if uh, it's an emergency, you need to talk with me right away. Let the answering service know that. Today, we're going to talk something about a little bit different. That uh, although it is not funeral related directly, it's going to affect a lot of you out there. And it's maybe something that you have not heard of yet. It's kind of flown under the radar here, but it's called the, this is a federal law, the Corporate Transparency Act of 2024. It went into effect on January 1st, 2024. And what it is, the, uh, the justification for it. The excuse for it is to try to prevent financial crimes from small businesses, particularly money laundering and things like that. And it's going to require every corporation, every LLC, with some exceptions, and I'll talk about those in a minute, to file an annual report with the federal government that lists a whole bunch of personal stuff about a whole bunch of people. That all supposed to be kept secret. It's only people that are supposed to be able to access this, access this are uh, law enforcement agencies and the like. So first off, who is covered by the Corporate Transparency Act? Well, it's any corporation, any LLC, any corporate entity where you had to file with your state secretary of state's office. And so that is, if you have an LLC in Missouri, you filed your LLC with the Missouri secretary of state's office. So you're covered with that. It is for what they consider small corporations and small to them means, and you got to meet both of these requirements. Okay. Under 20 million, uh, under 20 employees, under 5 million annual revenue. So, if you are both twenty employees or more, and five million dollars in revenue or more, you don't fall under this. But you got to meet both of those. If you have six million dollars in revenue and nineteen employees, you got to report. If you got twenty-two employees but four and a half million dollars in revenue, you got to report. So, that's that's the first threshold. If you're below either 20 employees or $5 million annual revenue, you must file this Corporate Transparency Act report. Good news, eh, the, best, the, the only good news is it's—is you've got plenty of time to do it. The report is not due until a year from now, almost a year from now. It's due before January 1st, 2025. So we've got the whole year before you to do this. So there's plenty of time for you to look up and figure it out. But here is who must report. You must put. You must provide information on people who are either what they call beneficial owners of the corporation or LLC, and this includes subchapter, you know, S subchapter, you know, even includes five hundred one C companies. If you're not tax exempt, so even if you are a not for profit. Unless you're also tax exempt, this applies to you as well. So, beneficial owners must report this information, and those with substantial control must report this information. So, first off, who is a beneficial owner? Well, that's anyone who can, controls at least 25% of the equity interests of the entity. Now, that's uh, that can be a little vague, and if and, and later on next week, I'm going to and. On the website and other places, we're going to post links to the federal forms on this. Uh, it's not as simple as 25% of the stock. It's more complicated than that. Uh, if you own 25% of the stock, that's easy. Yeah, you have, you're a beneficial owner. But there's also other things. As it doesn't say 25% ownership of the corporation, 25% of the stock. It says a 25% of the equity interests of the entity. So that can include more people. So those are beneficial owners. Also required to report this information are people who have substantial control of the entity. And who do they consider a person to have substantial control? Well, if you serve as an officer, a senior officer of the reporting company. So if you are the president of your LLC, the vice president, the secretary treasurer, uh, if you're on the executive committee, uh, considered an officer and on an executive Committee of that, you will a person, they will say that you have substantial control. Or if because you control so much of the stock or whatever, you have appointment or removal authority over the senior officers or board of directors. So in many small corporations, that's a possibility. Uh, And an individual who can direct, uh, determine, have substantial influence over important decisions within the company and have any other type of substantial control of the company. There are some exceptions to that, however, as well, uh, which I'll get to here in just a second. Uh, But those are the people that have to report uh, this information. Now, what do you have to send the federal government if you are either uh, a beneficial owner, own 25% of the equity interest, or you are a person who has substantial control. You must send to the, this, this organization, this federal government uh, bureaucracy, you must send to them that person's full legal, well, first off, for the company itself, for the company itself, you must send them the full legal name of the company, any trade names or doing business as name, the address of the company, uh, the jurisdiction that you're from, okay, so Missouri in our our case for most of you out there, and the federal taxpayer identification number. So that information for the company has to be sent to the federal government. Now, we know you send a lot of this stuff into the Missouri Secretary of State's office every year as part of your annual, annual report. This is on top of that. This is a whole new thing just started. It's going to a federal government crime prevention entity. Now that's for the company. For those who are beneficial owners, and that includes those who have substantial control, you must send to the federal government the full legal name of that person, the birth date of that person, the home address of that person, an identifying number such as their driver's license number, their passport number or other approved documents, and you must include an image, a photograph, uh, a photocopy, a scan of that approved document. So you're going to have to send in a a copy of that person's driver's license or passport. Okay. Uh, There's a way where you can apply to get a special number, identification number, where you only have to put this in once and then You have to do that. We'll include that in the links. So for every person, if you have an LLC who is a either has a 25 percent ownership in the equity or as a person who has substantial control of the corporation, you're going to have to send them their name, their birthday, their home address and probably a copy of their driver's license and you have to update that information if it changes. So if you move, you've got to provide that. So again, if you're the president of your corporation, if you're the vice president, uh, you're going to have to send that information to the federal government. Now there's a few exceptions to that as to who is a person with substantial control. So we're gonna talk about those exceptions first. You don't have to send that information in if the person's a minor. So if it turns out your 17 year old son, our our, our 16-and-a-half-year-old daughter or whoever uh, is an officer of the company, Uh, you don't have to send that information into the federal government. You also don't have to send that information in if the person is an employee and the only reason they have control over what goes on in your business is because they are an employee. So if they're an employee but they also own enough stock, or their employee and they're also on the board of directors or something like that. Now they'd still have to report, but if they're just an employee, that's all they are. Even though they might uh, make financial decisions for you, they do not have to report. But your officers and directors, your senior officers, directors, general counsels, if you have a general counsel, they have to report. All those people are just going to have to get sit in. So let's use the example of the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association right here in Jefferson City. We are a 501c6, all right? So although we are a not-for-profit organization, we are not tax-exempt. So that means we're going to have to report. So we're going to have to report our full name as on it, that's on file with the Secretary of State's office, which actually is the Missouri Funeral Directors Association. And we'll have to submit our doing business as name, which is the Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association. Give them our address. We're going to have to give the uh, name, birthday, home address, and driver's license or passport information of our president, our vice president, our secretary, treasurer, our past president, because they're, they're still a member of the uh, board and on the executive committee. And me, I'm going to have to send my information into because I'm general counsel. And they consider that a senior officer position. Going to have to send that all in before the end of next year. Yeah. Uh, again, you might think this is intrusive. You might think this is overreached by the federal government, but it is a law that was passed and went into effect. And again, you're going to have to do this before January one, two thousand twenty-five. And if any of that information changes, which it very often does, you know, for example, every couple of years we have a new President, new officers. Some go off the board. Some come on. We'll have to update that information with the federal government. Now there are some companies that are types of companies that are exempt from having to do this. I already told you the big one. If it's a large, what they consider a large company, over twenty employees plus over five million dollars in annual revenue. Actually, that's the that is the cutoff: twenty and five million. If you have both of those, you're exempt. Here's other companies now. You're going to get a chuckle out of this one, I think. I did. Because remember, one of the justifications for this law is to prevent money laundering. They don't want people hiding money around where you can't see where it's at. Here's entities that are exempt from this. A security reporting issuer, a securities reporting company, a bank, a credit union, a financial depository, a depository institution, a money services business, a broker or dealer of securities, Exchange Act registered entity, an investment company or an investment advisor, a venture capital fund advisor, an insurance company, an insur- a state licensed insurance producer, a commodity, a commodity exchange Act registered entity, an accounting firm, a financial market utility, a pooled investment vehicle. There's some other ones well, including some tax-exempt agencies, uh, government agencies, public utilities. They're also exempt as well. But most of the entities that are exempt all deal with money or all taking people's money and put them to places. And they're exempt from this law that supposedly is designed to prevent criminal money laundering. If you're worried about money missing, wouldn't you think that you – oh, well, uh, that is uh, – That is the rule on that. And you got to watch out because if you don't do this, there are both criminal and civil penalties. Ouch. You could get in big trouble for this. So you want to fill all that information out before the end of the year. I took a look at the booklet, which we're going to provide a link to here coming up in the next week or so when I make sure I get the most recent version of it. Because there's been like three revisions of the booklet just since the first of the year. And they've got all these flow charts that says if you're this and if you're that and if you do this, then you have to do that. And here's what you have to do. It's a rather daunting task. Most likely you're going to want to get your personal uh, accountant, financial person or attorney involved in uh, making sure you get that information filled out properly and in on time. Uh, So please make sure that you keep that in mind as we get close to the end of 2024. We'll send out reminders for this as well in case you haven't done it. But here's something else to watch out for. Since this law has gone into effect, there's already been a rash of scammers out there that are sending out emails and faxes and making phone calls to companies, alerting them of this law. And saying, you need, some of them say, we'll help you fill out this information, send it to to us, and we'll fill out the forms for you. Some of them pretend to be the agency that you're supposed to send it to. Say, here's the law, here's the email address to send us all your personal information to. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, don't fall for that. You're only going to want to send this information when the time comes, straight to the government, on the government's forms. And again, we'll provide all the links for that so you can look it up. Craziness, craziness. That's how it is. Uh, but that's the one thing we want to make sure that everybody uh, watches out for and aware that that is now the law as, as of January 1. Most of you out there, if you have a corporation or an LLC, you're going to be covered by this. Sole proprietors are not covered by this. Uh, so you have to be a corporation, LLC or other business entity that requires you to file with the Missouri Secretary of State's office if you're here in Missouri. Other states as well. There's separate provisions for foreign corporations. I don't think any of you are uh, have your corporation in the Bahamas or the Antilles or anything like that. So for most of you, it's uh, because that you filed with the Missouri Secretary of State for your corporation or LLC. And again, if you have under 20 employees and under or under five million dollars in annual revenue, you are covered by. This law. So that's all we have for you here today. Try to stay warm this weekend. Temperatures are going to get frigid for sure. Um, If you're planning to go to the Chiefs game, (laughs) bundle up. My goodness, uh, I hear wind chills are going to be incredibly, incredibly uh, dangerous there at game time at Arrowhead. I know I'm going to be watching the game, but I'm going to be doing it in a a nice warm uh, living room uh, on a big screen TV uh because you're, you're not getting me out in that in that weather i'm sorry even if i had tickets i don't think i'd be going this time so anyway that's all we have stay warm start thinking about the corporate Transparency transparity act at some point in time here before the end of the year and especially with this weather stay safe